All right. Hello. Hi. <laughs> um, this one has been um, under the surface for a while. I feel like we're talking about mom guilt mm-hmm. and just how incredibly pervasive it is. Like every single mom I know feels guilty about something. Right. Yeah. And I, mean, I know we talked about it all the time too. Yeah. I feel like a fairly confident person and I get mom guilt all the time. <laughs> I know it's, it's, it's so weird. And like, in talking about this, we're like, like, I remember I said today, there's literally no way I can't feel guilty. Like I, I will feel guilty about everything that happens and it, and I've just kind of accepted it now. Like, okay, well, let's pick the route of less guilt and go that way. (laughs) Uh, That's so true. I think when I was intentionally thinking about this, I started to be more aware of how often I felt guilty Mm. and it really brought an attention to it in that, um, and that it is on my mind a lot, but it's almost like we've just gotten used to it you know, like, well, I'm going to feel guilty. So which is the lesser evil? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And I think about, I think about how it's evolved for me a little bit though, because like when the kids were little, it was like, I mean, really it wasn't until like two years ago. Cause I remember the first time I spent big money on myself. Mm. Um, because, and the whole time before it's like if I spent any money on myself I felt so guilty I feel like I was taking money away from my kids wow you know and that's for anything like oh if I bought clothes well I needed to buy them on sale or at the thrift store or something because I needed money for my kids Mm. and so it really wasn't until two years ago when I started like deep diving during the pandemic and into my journey and starting full heart that I felt okay with it. And then I kind of just went with it after that. <laughs> so you, you managed to work through that specific one. Yes. And so yes. do you think that that has, that has helped you work through or, I mean, it's not going to disappear. No. Right. Let's yeah. be honest. It's not going to disappear. But do you think like doing that work helped you to start recognizing the guilt and then working through it a little easier? Yes, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Uh, cause, um, I remember one time a previous life coach, um, I, I'd mentioned this to her and she said, I said, when I spend money on myself, I feel like I'm taking from the family. And she said, well, I'm going to ask you a question and I want a serious answer. Are you part of the family? I was like, oh, right. (laughs) I get it now. (laughs) And then, um, but it still kind of was weird for a couple of years after. And then um, that what hit me is when I invested in a life coach, like I spent actual money and was freaking out. And he was like, he was just so calm about it, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and I can't remember exactly what he said. I really don't, but there's something he said that I was like, you know, I've got to do this. <laughs> like I've got to take care of myself. And, and then it was the best money ever because it, it led to deeper healing and it led to full heart and it led to my own business and like stuff I didn't think I'd be able to do for another 10 years. So it was well worth it. Yeah. And I think too, is that like in that, when you finally decided to not ignore the guilt, not like bury it and, but just like say, okay, this is here, but I'm also an integral part of this family and this is what I need. Like once, once you did that, it was almost like, like the, the guilt no longer controlled you. Yes. Yes. It was the whole separating what's actually happening from what I'm making it mean. Mm-hmm. that whole aspect of it that we mm-hmm. do in full heart where where I realized like I was making it mean that I was this terrible horrible mom because I was spending this money on myself and not on my kids and if I spent this money on myself and then my kids needed it well then I'm just a selfish jerk because now that money is gone and I can't help my kids like right. going down some weird rabbit hole right <laughs> It's like all that's happening is I'm deciding if I want to spend money on a life coach for my mental health. Like, <laughs> it's like when people are listening to you, if you were to talk this out, people are listening and going, "What? Wait, wait, what? How did you get from that to this? Wait, you have gone down a rabbit hole." Like, <laughs> right? It's like, are your kids sick? No, they're fine. Okay. <laughs> right. But I think that's the problem. Is I mean, and it's not, obviously it's not a problem problem, but it's clearly something all moms deal with. Yes. And, um, apparently you Googled some things. Yes. So this was so fun. Um, so looking at mom guilt, so of course we got to do the definition thing, right? And I know you looked that up too. The pervasive feeling is according to Google, the Google definition, it's the pervasive feeling of not doing enough as a parent, not doing things right, or making decisions that may quote unquote, mess up your kids in the long run. Mm. So yes, I feel that like literally everything I do, I'm like, I'm messing up my kids. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Same. <laughs> so yes and then so in my research because one line I I just have to look at a bunch of stuff and so I started typing in mom guilt into google and then all the suggestions popped up as they do and it was so fascinating to me what came up so it was like mom guilt quotes and mom guilt meme going back to work definition meaning and then you know mom guilt for yelling mom guilt after divorce and then it cracked me up because at the very end it said mom guilt trip means means <laughs> like some kids some yeah. kid is researching that yes <laughs> yeah exactly exactly but then it sent me on a whole thing that i forced myself not to research because then this would be a three-hour podcast but I was like wait if we feel guilty is that why we project our guilt onto our kids like is that what moms are doing Mm. so just yeah an interesting yeah an interesting thing but so you can kind of tell what is happening with mom guilt based on these suggestions from Mm. google right so it's definitely a thing it's like oh these quotes and mom guilt going back to work yes that's a big one right um 
yeah, it just, it makes it seem like a bunch of people are Googling this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, very intriguing to, to do that, just to do that kind of search. <laughs> um, yeah, because I mean, all of those I can relate to. Mm-hmm. I mean, even down to the meme, because I want to send my mom friends a funny meme about why I feel guilty, you know? Right. I like, know. I was thinking that too. I'm like, it would just make me feel better to see a funny meme. <laughs> yes. I feel better if I see something funny in a meme because I love memes and this is just part of my life. So might as well laugh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah. I can totally relate to all of those. Yes. Yeah. And so while I was reading, I started thinking, cause I've had this question before, is there dad guilt mm. the same as mom guilt? Right. You know, and you and I have talked about this on the podcast a lot together about how we are very much for moms and dads. Like, yes, we're single moms. So we come from that perspective. Um, but we're not trying to bash on dads at all. So right. I'm like, what's going on with the dads? Is there dad guilt? Um, Cause we've been kind of socialized in these different ways. And so what's so fascinating to me, you type in dad guilt in Google and the first suggestion that comes up is dad guilt syndrome. <laughs> Wait, okay. <laughs> so it was mom guilt quotes, mom guilt memes yes mom guilt going back to work yes and then and there's dad guilt syndrome syndrome, they have syndrome. <laughs> and uh yeah so i i want to be clear that i don't want to have bitterness and condescension in my voice about this oh <laughs> and i can hear it in my voice <laughs> So I am in no way diminishing. No, because I mean, like we, it sounds weird to say like, we want dads to feel guilty, but in the way of like, okay, yes, they, they're feeling what we're feeling, right? Like they validation they almost. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And it's like, okay, they do want to spend more time with their kids and have this like family work balance. Right. Yeah. No, I, I, I also, I agree. I can see how, I mean, I'm sure I said it with the condescending tone. <laughs> syndrome. Oh, oh, so they get a whole syndrome out of it. It sounds so official. Whereas it's like quotes <laughs> and memes when it comes to moms, because it's so normal. <laughs> I, I honestly, I honestly thought it was a biological thing. But then I got to thinking about it and I'm like, well, that doesn't explain like adopted mothers or step parents or, you know, so I was thinking like, it's gotta be, it's gotta be a, a part, it's gotta be a biological thing. Right. But then I thought about it. I'm like, no, I mean, sometimes I feel guilty when I leave my cat for too long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, this is why I don't have a dog because I'm gone so much that I would feel guilty that I'm not paying it enough attention. So mm -hmm. I think it is probably a combination of a personality thing and a parent thing. Um, mm -hmm. <clears throat> but yes, but yeah, I mean, I you know, it, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I was just thinking with your examples and I, I feel like we could argue it's even a specific caretaker thing. Yes. Um, because that's all 
taking care of things and owning up to that responsibility and saying, you know, if I don't do this thing, then this other life form suffers, Mm. you know, even like down to my plants, I feel guilty if I forget to water them on the right day or my fish, like, oh, I got to get home to feed my fish, (laughs) which sounds like a, like, I'm just trying to get out of stuff, but it's like, no, I'm genuinely worried that my fish are hungry. (laughs) Right. No, I think you've got a good point there. I think it is a caretaker thing. I mean, I feel I, when I was in the teaching world, I would feel guilty for handling things in the not best way. Right. Oh, yes. Yes. I wasn't, yeah. Yeah. If I wasn't fully present, you know, at a meeting, I leave and I'm like, oh, God, I didn't contribute enough. Oh, man, I feel so bad. Or if I show up late, I'm like, I feel so bad they had to wait on me. Like, I think a lot of it is like our own perception of how other people take us and like that we're not being responsible or taking care of our people or our things. Mm-hmm. Um, the, yeah. this, as in parenting though, it's like, it's a human being a living, breathing thing that you love so much. Um, it kind of ups the ante a little bit, but yeah, it's definitely a caretaking thing because I don't know about you, but sometimes when, like for instance, right now, or right before we started recording this podcast, like I would have felt guilty if I didn't do this because I want to talk about it and I want to show up for you and I want to show up for the, the moms out there. And, Mm -hmm. or if I was working, you know, Mm -hmm. but I also feel guilty about not like snuggling with my kid for five minutes. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, you can relate to that with with going to the boys, like the boys stuff, like Oliver's basketball game. It's like, well, I feel guilty for not working right now, but then I feel guilty for not being in his game. Like, does he really care that I'm in his game? Does he not get like, right. I can see how you would be both sides of it. It's like, yeah, it's all of it. It's like, okay, well, I want to be at the game so that he knows that he's supported and but then like, I need to work so that he can actually be supported. And, <laughs> and it's, a, it's a weird thing. Um, and it reminds me of this quote from the dad guilt article that I was reading. Uh, it, it said, sounds, sounds a, a lot like the kind of thing working moms have been struggling with for decades. Perhaps conscientious dads want to be good providers and good parents. And unlike previous generations, don't see them as the same thing. Dad mm-hmm. guilt is the predictable result. So they're just highlighting that same thing. It's like finding that balance between being a parent and being a worker. And I think, um, you know, that's something that's confused me ever since I entered the workforce. Like why, why do you, ex- when I'm in the workplace, why do you expect 100% loyalty? Why do you expect me to pretend like I don't have kids? Mm. You know, to the point where my boss looks me in the eye and said, um, you know, you need to find a better work-life balance. I'm like, I'm a full-time single mom. I'm living in Little Rock by myself with no family. And the only time I take off work is to take them to appointments. I haven't gone to the doctor in two years or the dentist and I have old glasses because I'm trying to take as little time off as possible. And you're seriously right. telling me this? And he's like, I'm a dad too. And my kids <sighs> want me to spend more time with them, but you know, I can't cause I have to work. It was like, 
Um, well, I'm sorry for your wife. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's just that, like we were talking about, it's like, we're, and I think there's a shift happening. There is a shift happening. And I, I love that so much. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think there's a shift happening. Um, and I think that what brought some of it about was probably the shutdown for the pandemic Yeah, and where people started working from home. And then you realize like, Hey, I can still get my work done and work from home and be here when my kids get off the bus Mm -hmm. or, you know, get to the game on time. Even if I'm on a work call on the way there, like, I think that that opened up a big realization for a lot of working parents, moms or dads Mm -hmm. that went, Oh, so I don't actually have to commute and waste two hours of my day Mm -hmm. and I can still get work done and still provide for my family and be there for my family. Exactly. Yes. Hence the great resignation happening. I think that that really opened people's eyes to go, Mm. well, no, I just, I want to keep doing this. Yeah. And some people are still are even, even down here in old Texas, (laughs) some people are still working, working remotely. So, um, Mm. I mean, it's not a bad thing. It's not. Yeah. I want, I don't, I don't want dads to feel guilty, but I think, I mean, but I don't want moms to feel guilty either. I want, it's the balance. Right. If we could just work together, (laughs) get out of these old societal norms. Right. And, you know, maybe either drop the syndrome for them or give us the syndrome and like make it even. (laughs) Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) Justify. I mean, yeah. Like, let's just like, okay. Hey, don't feel guilty. I got this today. I want you to go and spend, go get your nails done, go to the grocery store without having to rush, go to target. And I mean, how many times do you see memes or reels or TikToks about mom saying they left the house and it's like, they know they should go back, (laughs) (laughs) but they just want to sit in their car and drink a Starbucks. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like to have that option and be guilt-free, you know, um, and to not make yeah. us think we're crazy when we're trying to sneak out or want an hour to ourselves. Um, a lot. I, I remember one time when the boys were little, Oliver was less than a year old, my youngest, and, um, we were still living on base and their dad was gone 12, 13 hours a day because it was pilot training and I just had this meltdown one day something random I don't even remember what happened I just know that I like screamed and then didn't understand why I was so mad and I went to the bathroom and cried and then I just drove them to the daycare on base and I just showed up and the lady's like do you have an appointment and I just looked at her I was like no and she as soon as she looked at me in the face she goes it's fine honey we got them they're okay just come back in an hour or two, go get your oh, hair done or something. God bless her. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, Are you sure? And then I immediately was like, no, it's fine. It's fine. I'm fine. I can take them. And then so, you feel guilty. No. <laughs> yes, exactly. 
Uh, <laughs> I felt guilty because I just mailed it down and then I felt guilty for trying to pass him off to somebody. And then I, you know, I don't think I even enjoyed myself while I was gone, but I at least was able to cry not in front of them. So <laughs> uh, I would not be laughing at you during this time. We can only look, we can, we have hindsight. So, and now well, we know. We can laugh now because it's very, because very we've good. survived. Yes. Well, and because, um, so, you know, you surveyed a bunch of people about this. I did. I did. Because I wanted to know, like, I know like my close friends, we kind of talk about it every now and then, but I wanted to know, like, that's not all the time I go and just sit with my friends. I'm like, so what do you feel guilty about? And, and for everybody, it's so different. And I think, and when I surveyed people, it was interesting because there are some things that I wouldn't have even thought about feeling guilty about. And then there are some things that I'm like, Oh my gosh, I remember that guilt feeling. And like, mm-hmm. I kind of gotten past that stage. Mm-hmm. And so, because I asked moms from different ages, they have kids of different ages. Um, some moms are like adopted moms. Um, some moms are brand new moms, some moms have multiple kids, some moms just have an only child, some Mm -hmm. moms are married, some moms were (laughs) single. So anyway, I take this survey and I basically just asked, what are some things that keep you up at night? Like guilt-wise, what are some things that control your emotions? And you have been thinking about it and it's like, I've got to, and you feel like you need to change in some way as a mom because of this guilt, right? Mm -hmm. Because, because honestly, when I asked people just, I I didn't, I just was really basic about it. I was like, Hey, I'm wanting to do some research about mom guilt. Give me some of the things you're, you feel guilty about as a mom or ways you struggle with mom guilt. I can't exactly remember how I phrased it. And I would say probably 90% of the people said, how many hours do you have? Oh man. Yeah. That speaks volumes right there. Right there. And I was just like, oh, I mean, I got a week (laughs) to prepare (laughs) for this thing, (laughs) but it almost all, it was just like, they wanted to talk about it. And I even had a mom, she was like, she goes, you know what? Give me 10 minutes. I'm about to pump. And that's a perfect time for me to sit down and write out all the things I need to tell you about. Mm. And so people wanted to share it. They wanted to talk about it. And I found some really great responses. So I didn't share like these huge long responses that I got, but a lot of them were really, were long and long, long responses, right? Because they needed to vent about it. And I think sometimes just getting it out is healing in itself. Absolutely. Um, and, and then a couple of moms even wrote out the things that they felt guilty about and then followed it up with, I know that sounds silly, but it's just something I were, no, it's not silly. No, not silly. Like I get it. Um, so some of the things that they said, and I just, I paraphrased and, um, I told them I was obviously keeping it anonymous, but, um, working mom. Okay. Mm -hmm. Two kids. I finally get home from work, get everyone bathed, get everyone fed. And I just want to sit down and decompress and scroll through my phone. And I, when I first read it and she kind of went on to explain, but when I first read it, I was like, yeah, you and everybody else, like, and she said, 
I feel like as soon as I put the phone up, I feel like I'm ignoring my kids and my kids think that I don't want to see them or talk to them, even though we haven't seen them all day. It's like, we only see dinner, bath, bedtime routine. And then when we're all just kind of chilling, I put my phone because I just, I just want to veg out. And I did that a lot as, as a working mom. And I can relate to that guilt. Somebody also said, um, finding, oh, this was, this was one that I am currently struggling with finding someone to watch the kids when they are sick because, because I can't miss work. Yes. I struggled with this a lot as a teacher. I actually just dealt with this the other day, even as a sub, um, finding somebody to watch. And, and I think single moms also truly struggle. I think this is also, this isn't just for single moms, this podcast, this is for all moms. Like, yes, this yes. is uncommon mom. okay. This isn't, this isn't all about saying, this is like every mom can listen to this and relate. But finding Absolutely. somebody to watch the kids when they're sick because they can't miss work by, because either they have too many responsibilities at work mm-hmm. and the place kind of falls apart if you're not there or you've got a very important job, like, I mean, saving people's lives, you know, there's people out there that perform surgeries and save people's lives. Like what the heck there's, you know, financially some people can't afford to miss work exactly because like what if what if the vacation slash sick day thing like yeah when I had my corporate job my kid was sick I would have to use a vacation day yep and I got very little of those so Mm -hmm. it's like okay well do I want to use that now or do I want to actually take a vacation with it and Mm -hmm. take my kids somewhere later yeah so it's like or as a teacher it's harder to miss work than it is to just be there. Yes. Yes. And it's like, okay, I'm letting down my kid by not being there for them when they're sick, but I'm also letting down the 120 students that I have that day because they're not going to get to do the fun lab that I had planned. Mm -hmm. So gosh, I'm going to have to switch that. And so, so, so that's where the guilt on both sides comes in. Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. Um, Another one was leaving town for work and missing things like kids activities hard, yeah. <clears throat> or working a second job and missing, missing activities. Um, yeah. I mean, especially if you're a single mom and having to work multiple jobs, that one, that one's hard. Um, oh my gosh, this just reminded me of a story. There's real quick when I was in Little Rock and I took this second job, it was just two nights a week, but still, it was enough. Oliver got so sad. And he's like, mom, I just feel like I don't see you anymore. Can I get a locket with your picture in it? Oh, it's so I got him a locket. And so he's like, I want to be close to you. And it's so heartbreaking and sweet. Yes. Oh, that's, <sighs> oh man. Yeah. That would have done a number on my heart. Mm-mm. Oh gosh. Um, but yeah, I mean, and sometimes I'm leaving for work trips, like some of my work trips are a lot of fun, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I mean, conferences and celebrations that I need to go to for work. They're a lot of fun. And my kid has seen bits and pieces of how fun it is. Mm -hmm. And he gets mad when I say, no, you can't go. 
Oh, yeah. It is a work function. And I'm flying to North Carolina for a retreat with my team, you know, and it's like, right. And you do, but you you can't, you can't go. I, it, it is work. I can't be taking care of you and my team there. Like I can't, no, you can't go with me. (laughs) And so, but he's like, you know, it's this heartbreak. Like, I can't believe you're going without me. And oh man uh, so the the guilt there too um and then the guilt of the fact that I really want to go <laughs> right <laughs> by myself without him there's, and I'm like oh I feel guilty because I was thinking that oh gosh I'm a terrible mother and it just there's the rabbit hole exactly exactly yeah. yeah um this is another good one my kids being overtired because we stay out late doing all the things and they don't get enough sleep. Mm, yeah. Sometimes I, I have in the past, I've emailed the teachers and I'm just like, I'm sorry. It's a late night. We had two late nights in a row. He's going to be tired. I'm sorry <laughs> because I feel guilty. Then I feel bad for the teacher. <laughs> okay. See, this is interesting. Cause when my kids were little, I was super strict about bedtime because mm. I was like, they need their rest and uh, yeah so so then we didn't really do that many fun things (laughs) because I was like now bedtime um so so now looking back it's like well maybe I could have relaxed a little bit (laughs) right and how so so it's just interesting how both perspectives go yeah and how it changes yeah no I always, I, I think now it's like, if I had a kid now, how different it would be now that I know, okay, I'm okay at this job. Like, I'm not going to stress out so much. <laughs> right. Right. Um, another one was not feeding them the proper amount of healthy foods. Oh yeah. That's a hard one. I mean, I may or may not feed my kids cereal for dinner sometimes. Just saying. Totally had cereal for dinner last night. Yeah. Granted, they drove to the store and bought it themselves. Well, yeah. so I didn't really care because <laughs> they didn't have the, the freedom of choice at that yes. point. Once they drive and are spending their own money, yeah, yep. Then it's like, but but for me, I'm like, yeah, I'm too tired. I'm not cooking you a well balanced meal. How about some Lucky Charms? <laughs> yes. Well, but then, then some days are really great. Yeah. I mean, it's all balanced. That's how I see it. I used to make smoothies all the time and I would get the, this was before um, I found good stuff, but I would use spiritine because it Mm -hmm. was the best I could find. It had vitamins and stuff in it. And so I would make them smoothies. And I was like, at least you're getting fruit and some good protein. Right. And then it's like, then when I'm too strict about the diet, I'm like, he is a kid. Like, I mean, he can have a zebra cake. Yeah. He's not going to die, you know? (laughs) Um, yeah. So I, I don't know. I think it was, it was interesting to me to share some of those perspectives. And I did ask some, some older moms. I asked my, well, I take that back. I asked my own mom and she's one that said, how many years do you have for me to tell you? But she, she raised six children. Um, not all biological. So 
there's, there is a lot of, I mean, now that I'm an adult and I'm a mom, I can look back on things and I can say, I bet she felt guilty about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said, she told, she's told me this before I even started this podcast. She said, there are things that I feel guilty about that I did or didn't handle great from 30 years ago. And then still keep me up at night. And so she goes, that's, it's not going to go away. Mm. And you just deal with it a little better. She goes, but it was what it was. And it, it, it happened the way it happened. Um, she goes, but she goes, sometimes I think, man, I should handle that different. Um, and then, you know, with my brother passing, that brings on a whole new round of, yeah, I can't even imagine of guilt. And so anyway, she didn't share any specific ones with me. Um, but I also, I said, I mean, I could just have you on. You could talk about all the things she goes, well, I don't know how much I want to divulge. (laughs) (laughs) So she was pretty funny about it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, she is. So I had, I had a lot of interesting answers and there was more than that, but I related to all of them. And I think the, the, I didn't know what the purpose of it was. It was just, I guess, to get kind of research on what are moms feeling guilty about, Mm -hmm. but I, I feel like the, the purpose of it was for, for moms to be able to share well, and that's the, our whole intent with this podcast right. Right? We'll share the story. So, you know, you're not alone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're not alone. Like we're all feeling guilty. So how do we, I mean, it's not, like I said, at the, at the beginning, it's not going to go away. So how do we, how do we deal with it? Like, it's totally normal, especially new parents. Gosh, mom guilt started oh my in, gosh. with in the womb, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. I had a friend who had a mom guilt story from when she was pregnant. So it's mm. like, it, starts right away yeah it's crazy um but but mom guilt is definitely normal Um, oh yeah but if it's overwhelming if you're losing an unreal amount of sleep if you're struggling emotionally struggling handling these feelings of guilt then how do we how do we help how do we help other moms how do we help ourselves like what can we do Well, I think first and foremost, if it is really feeling overwhelming, like go to your doctor, there is no shame in finding, going to a therapist regularly or, or maybe you need antidepressants, Mm -hmm. um, for a short time or a long time, there's get the help that you need. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but then there's, there's so many other things in an article I was reading, I was talking about, um, really the main thing, it's a matter of stopping the subconscious comparisons. And so that just made me think of a lot of the work we did in full heart, where you're really getting into your subconscious beliefs. And for those that may not know, all of your subconscious beliefs happen, like you form them between the ages of zero and seven, even in, in the womb studies are showing that you're making meaning out of things. And then by the time you're seven, that's when brainwaves start to change. And so, so really it could, it could be something like doing some digging, right? Uh, like I know once I started looking at this, I realized that a lot of the reason I felt so guilty is because I wasn't at home all the time. I grew up with my mom at home. She Same. worked 
you know, and there was some times that she worked, but whenever she worked, it was for a purpose. Like she saved all her money so they could put a really big down payment on the house in Friendswood or she would go get a few odd jobs so that she could get money to take us on a trip to go visit her family in Wyoming. So then I felt guilty that I wasn't doing that. And I realized, again, there's no one way to be a mom. I just had that belief in my head because that's what I grew up with. And so now mm-hmm. I get to create my own role as a mom mm-hmm. and go with that. And so uh, this can be a difficult one because again, they are subconscious and they're just running in your system without you even knowing them. That's what subconscious is. So you have to really step back and start to observe what's going on, what story's happening. When you feel guilty, listen to what story you're telling yourself. And so a good way to separate this, like a simple exercise is to ask yourself why five times. I, we got to start asking ourselves, I'm sorry to interrupt. We got to start asking ourselves why more, because this, I found this activity in a couple of different areas of my life Mm -hmm. and it is very powerful. It really is. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Carry on. No, that's perfect. So I was just going to say like, maybe we could run through something. Like if you have one you want to go through, or I could do an example. Um, You go ahead. (laughs) trying to think of one off the top of my head (laughs) (laughs) so yeah one big one for me right now because it's basketball season is missing a game of Oliver's where I I had to miss a couple recently and I just felt so guilty so it's like okay I feel guilty for missing his basketball game okay um like I feel guilty why because I missed his basketball game because I have to work well why do I feel guilty about missing his basketball game because I want him to feel supported. I, I want him to, um, to have confidence. And I feel like if I'm there, then he'll feel more supported. And so why is it, so why? Why is it important that he feel supported? Why is that important to me? Well, because, um, because I feel like that gives him more confidence and because, well, I, I know what it feels like to be on the court and to look up and see your parents. And my dad never came to any of my games. And my mom was generally reading the newspaper during my games. (laughs) And that was always really disappointing for me. And so I don't want my kid to feel like that. Mm. You know, it's like, why don't you want your kid to feel like that? Well, because I want him to actually go after his dreams. And I, I want him to know what he's good at and to have the confidence to do that. And I want to be able to support him in giving that it's like okay so we just went from I could I couldn't go to his game because I had to work to I want to support his dreams as an adult and to give him confidence to like you know and it like goes off in my head right well this gives him the confidence to have a good career and to make a lot of money and to be a solid adult because I was at his basketball game who knows if it really has that big of an impact, but that's what's happening in my mind, right? That's why right. it's such a big deal. And, and then that whole aspect of thinking about when I'm on the court, looking up at my parents and, or you know, at my mom. And I mean, maybe she watched some of the game and I just happened to look up when she was flipping through the newspaper, but, um, you know, then that brought up some of that for me. And so if I didn't just 
take the time to step back and observe. And again, all of this was with observing and not judging. Right. You know, it's not about getting mad at my mom or, or judging myself for doing what I'm doing. It's just observing to get to that story. And so then I can say, okay, well, I think if I miss two of his basketball games, he's not going to end up poor with a terrible career. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, I can do others. Like I always make sure to talk to him about it and. And I think as much as I can. So, yeah, I think that that's what, but, but you don't realize that until you break it down. Right. And you go, okay, this is what I really want. How can I instill these things in different ways? Right. Because, and then talk about it and say, listen, you know, because kids and especially very sweet kids like ours, um, they, they also don't want you to feel disappointed. So they don't want to disappoint you. They don't want you to feel guilty. So I, I mean, I'm just speaking personally that sometimes when I ask a question, I feel like I get a, oh, that's okay. Just as a standard answer, even though it's not really okay, because he doesn't want me to feel bad. Yes. Even though it's not really okay. He does, He just doesn't want me to feel bad. And so <clears throat> I think just communicating about it and to just say, well, I feel really bad that mm-hmm. I'm going to have to miss your game. Um, I don't want to miss it because I love watching you play. It's one of my favorite things in the world, but I also need to go to work because there's this, you know, it's a really big event and I'm hoping to get lots of sales because I want you to stay in sports and these sports aren't free and I got to pay for them. And I want to be able to like, and so then he kind of get, but it's like not making him feel guilty, but to say, okay, that's a good point. That's a legitimate reason to miss. Like you're not just going to, because you don't want to watch me. You're going because you want me to keep playing sports and you want, so you can come to like, so I think explaining all of that and communicating that and to say, like, instead of just saying, oh, sorry, I got to work. Yeah. Communication is huge. And I think, I think this is a fairly new thing in parenting because I know, especially in the eighties, you know, parents didn't just sit and have conversations. They're like, I'm the parent. Just do what I say. Because I said so. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but communicating that, like you said, just helps so much. It gives perspective. It gives that connection. It's like, Hey, I'm missing. Here's why I don't want to miss. I don't like it. Um, but this thing is important and here's why this thing is important. And so then afterwards, like after the game, I want to sit and talk and I want to hear all about it. Like remember as much as you can, so you can tell me the details or whatever, whatever you need to do. So having that communication. Um, but then also, you know, I'm fairly open about my stories with my kids too. Like I would, I would say this, um, and, and because I'm their mom, like we talk about this a lot. (laughs) And so they're just like, yeah, that's a story mom. Like, I know, but I'm just saying it so that you, you know, that I can be open about it and it helps me release it. And there was something else I was going to say about that, but I forgot. So, <laughs> but it's more just about communication and just being honest and saying, look, this is what's going on in my head. Yeah. And, and yeah. I think that that's, I think, especially for boys who don't typically know how to share their feelings, they learn 
from you how to share and what's on your mind. Like, it's okay to share what's on your mind. Mm-hmm. Okay. To talk about your emotions. It's okay. Like you don't need to change anything. You don't need to judge me. I'm not judging myself. I'm just telling you. Right. Um, and I think that that helps them be a better partner. It helps them be a better friend. Um, because if they're growing up being used to that, then it's not a surprise when someone later on in their life in a relationship or in a friendship or in a, even in a work environment, that they're not surprised that somebody else has emotions and feelings and shares them. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, I feel like both of my boys are already so emotionally intelligent. It blows yes. me away sometimes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that's because of you, right? <laughs> So give yourself a pat on the back about that. <laughs> we were watching, I think it was Cobra Kai where they have like all these fights for no reason. And, and Matthew is like, you know, shows are just different with you as a mom. Like you guys are just making up a bunch of stories. There's no reason for them to fight like this. <laughs> oh man. So it's pretty uh, cool. Yeah. But yeah, being open. Cause then also I think, you set the example of, of observing yourself and not judging yourself and identifying your stories that helps them identify their stories, especially for you with, um, your kids, like barely out of this subconscious stage, right? Like really some things say up to 14 and yeah. Um, so with my youngest being 14 now, I'm like, okay, you're good. Now I just got to like whenever you come to me with some trauma, like whatever it is, <laughs> I just got to help you work through it. Um, but, you know, being in there and, and helping them understand that, you know, sometimes you're not just mad because of this one thing or. Yeah. Because I think, I think too, is it's important not to share. I mean, share like, you don't have to be, I feel so guilty because I can't be at all of your games. We just keep using Mm -hmm. this analogy because this is just where we are in our life. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like, don't, because I think sometimes kids take that on as a burden. So just be careful that I, I, you don't need to change anything. Like this is, this is my issue. Mm -hmm. Not, you're not doing anything wrong. Mm -hmm. Like, um, I, I don't, I know when I was growing up, Granted, times are a little bit different, but I know when I was growing up, my dad wasn't at all my games um, because he would have to go out of work, out of town for work weeks at a time. And mm-hmm. I never, I never felt now technology is not what it is, what it is today either. But um, I never, I never, I, I'm, I'm sure he apologized for missing sometimes but I never felt unloved or unworthy or not seen. Right. So I know that my kid is, I mean, he knows that we have to work and we have to provide. Right. Um, so I think we should just, you know, us moms should be a little bit easier on ourselves about it. And, um, because in the long run, it's like, we're not so sick. The, I think we we're talking about doing this tonight. I'm like, Oh, this is because I, I want to do this. I want to do this podcast. I want to record. I want to talk about these things. It's like, it's not like I'm sitting on the couch, you know, throwing back a six pack of beer <laughs> and like 
saying, no, go to your bed on your own. I don't want to come in there and snuggle with you. I'm drinking, you know, it's not right. like I'm doing that. Oh my this gosh. Mom's time. <laughs> it's like, he knows that these things are important and that he's, I mean, yes, he is my heart. He is my world, but he's, the world does not revolve around him. Right. And I think that's healthy too. Yeah. You know, I'm always thinking of their wives one day too. <laughs> I'm like, True. You know, I got to make sure they have a healthy marriage. Like, okay. <laughs> Hasn't had a girlfriend yet, but okay. 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 Let's, let's take it back a few years. <laughs> yeah. Let's just make sure we get through chemistry. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, it's but, so true though. Yes. So, so just going back to like looking at your own subconscious beliefs and identifying those is huge and helps mm -hmm. you separate things. Um, also environment, you know, your friends, your community, do you feel loved and supported yourself where you are? You know, like I know you have a lot of family, so there's times where if you couldn't go, I bet your mom would be right there, you know, if she was available. And it always makes me feel better when I do have to miss when someone from my family is in my spot. Yes. It always makes me feel better because I, I don't, I don't know why it just makes it, it's almost like it's a bigger deal. Like like next weekend, my brother is going to, I did not plan well. Um, I'm throwing a, hosting a baby shower for my niece who mm -hmm. is having a baby. Mm -hmm. And um, anyway, I stupidly planned and sent out invites an hour before our basketball game. Like, um, what, you, what were you thinking? Anyway, um, so I was like, hmm, I didn't think about that time. That was really dumb. Um, but it's a baby shower and I have brothers. So Dax and my dad's going to be in town, I believe. And so Dax gets to have a guy's day. And is my dad and two of my brothers are going to go and they're going to take him to his game and they're going to watch his game and they're going to hang out. And in a sense, even though I felt a little guilty at first, now I'm thinking he's probably, Dax is probably like, man, I'm getting the better end of this deal. Like, this right? is sweet, you know? And so sometimes it works out better when you're not there because other people can do their thing. Right. And they can step in and develop relationships with them too. Yeah. 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 So having, having a supportive environment is, is super helpful. It's so mm -hmm. big. I wouldn't have survived Little Rock without some of my amazing friends there. Yeah. And I know that, I know schools, like sometimes people are like when you're in Little Rock, um, sometimes people don't have that support system, but I know schools like sometimes have big sister, big brother programs. Um, and then I know churches have kind of have similar buddy programs and it's like, sometimes, sometimes those older kids or those other role models, like there's services out there yes that want to help and support and be a support system for you um so that you don't feel as guilty kind of nice to have that to fall back on absolutely yeah. yeah so that can be a huge one and then I have to throw in human design because 
I just have to. Well, it just helps. Well, yeah, because when you know your kid's design, it helps to understand how to support them more. Like your kid is a generator. He's got that sacral. So obviously he's going to be in sports year round, like all the time. Right. But mine, neither of mine have a sacral. So they will likely be napping more, <laughs> you know, and, and having that way to support them. So then it's like, I don't feel guilty because I know when I first moved back here, I, I wanted both boys to join a sport and a school team to try to get them going. So now that I know a little more about the design, it's like, well, now I understand more why cross country wasn't a good fit for Matthew. <laughs> mm -hmm. But Oliver loves basketball and he's a manifester, so he's going to do what he wants. So, yeah. you know, things like that. Like, I know that when Oliver decides what he wants to do, then I just need to support him in that and help make sure he's doing it safely. Yeah. Um, but Matthew's never going to do that because that's not his energy. Mm -hmm. And, and so that's okay. So then I, then I can release some guilt in that way, you know, yes. understanding what they actually need. So, yes. Yep. Yep. For sure. Um, and I have to remember that, you know, for my, for my own, because there's times where I tell, I feel guilty for not <laughs> wanting to get up and go and do all the things mm -hmm. because I mean, we're both sacral, but there mm -hmm. are, I'm an also older adult, adult <laughs> who needs way more rest than an eight-year-old. And <laughs> yes, like, well, your sacral is also a lot more burnt out. You've spent a lot of time using yeah. it for other people. Yes. So it's like, if I get an hour of nothing, then I'm doing nothing. And yeah. <laughs> you're going to go, you can go throw pop flies to yourself, buddy, because <laughs> I'm about to spend an hour in the gym with you coaching your basketball team. I'm not going out the game an hour before. <laughs> and we're just, I'm getting to the point though now where I'm kind of setting boundaries in that sense. So I, so I don't feel guilty um, because it's like, no, I, my body needs this time to rest mm -hmm. um, because I got to keep going for mm -hmm. a while tonight. Um, and so I've learned to stop feeling guilty about that. Um, <clears throat> but that's good. Yeah. You know, there's just so much to feel guilty about. So it's just all about loving yourself and constant self-forgiveness and just observing once you once you get into observing the stories it actually gets kind of fascinating it's like oh I'm freaking out because of this one thing my mom said when I was like five mm, yeah. interesting you know do <clears throat> I I agree with that I think that that's that's the big takeaway for me is when I'm feeling guilty do the wise and then journal about it like write it out yes write it out Seven minutes of journal. What is it? Seven and a half minutes. Seven and a half minutes of journaling. Seven and a half minutes of journaling. Just word vomit on the page, and get it out and ask yourself those whys in there. And I think it really is um, a releasing thing. I think that's a good Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Yeah. But awesome. Well, thanks for thanks for the tips. Um, Yes. I love this topic. I can't wait to hear from other people like yeah, share with us. Yeah. Share with us what you're feeling guilty about or 
share with us how you worked through some of the mom guilt. Yes, both things. Yeah. I mean, on our Instagram, you can email us and uh, yeah, and share, share this podcast with, with a mama or dad that, you know, is because these methods work for both moms and dads. Yeah. For everyone. Yeah. And share, feel free to share this with someone, you know, and love and want them to feel better and know that they're not alone. Absolutely. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. And now a quick word from our sponsors. Us. It's us. We're, We're our own sponsors. Rebecca Davila, founder and CEO of Full Heart LLC. At Full Heart, I believe that you are perfectly designed and I am here to guide you to loving yourself so deeply by honoring your inherent gifts so that you can create a joyful life. We do this through human design, EFT, guided visualization, and various deconditioning exercises. I do have room for new clients in 2022. If you're interested, send me a DM. Love you so much. At Level Up, we believe the most important person to believe in you is you. And we're here to help you love and believe in yourself so that you can choose a life that lights you up. We do this through journaling, small and impactful confidence building exercises, and working through those limiting beliefs. I'm currently taking clients for the year 2022. So if you're interested, let's talk.